the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned in the newest edition of the Punchless MMA Podcast. It's your boy Dale living in here with Trey Van Buskirk. Dude, I'm cheesing big time. I got the dimples going on, man. What's up? It's probably your background, dude. How are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why am I doing that? Because, bro, I want the smoke. I want the smoke. This is how you make the millions of dollars. You fight YouTubers. I want everybody, man. You give me anybody on YouTube. I want the chicks doing the makeup tutorials. I want the Paul brothers. I want all the skinny kids with the, with, 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 with the, with the feminine features doing TikTok dances. I want them all. I want everybody. I want paid. I will lay on the ground face down like Nate Robinson for that kind of money, man. That's what I want. That's the motivation. That's my why right there. Oh man. All the smoke, but no price tag. <laughs> I want it, man. I want it. All right, bro. How is everything? You good? I'm good. I'm jacked, dude. This is a big episode. I'm I'm pumped. We've got Boston's finest heading in here. It's a big. It's a big. It's a big day. It's a good show. I, I think we're gonna have a great show. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm when I say pretty excited, I'm trying to downplay it a little bit. I don't want to fangirl out too much. Try to get it all out of the way now. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. I, I, listen. I read the comments. I know how people feel about it when I get too fired up. So I'm gonna try to keep it, keep it calm, cool, and collected. Pay some bills real quick. Shout out to Stay Classy Meets with this episode of the Punchless MMA Podcast. Stay Classy Meets made this interview possible. Stay Classy Meets has partnered up with Calvin uh, and said, hey, man, if you're working with me, you got to work with our boys, and they're making it happen. So you can go to Stay Classy Meets. You use the promo code FIST to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, best meat on the planet Earth, man. You get you get no complaints from me when it comes to this stuff. No, absolutely not. The only complaints you can get is with uh, lack of preparation. Guys, obviously, we just passed Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You still have an opportunity to take advantage of great discounts out there. One I'm going to give you to one of the greatest clothing brands out there in AllegianceClothing.com. Go to AllegianceClothing.com. You're going to get 15% off site-wide. All their new tees, their hats, their windbreakers, all that cool shit. Deck out your family. Deck the halls. AllegianceClothing.com. Utilize the code PUNCH. You're going to get 15% off site-wide. It's weird that you said deck out family too, because a lot were coming off of Thanksgiving. Uh, how was how was Thanksgiving in, in your household? Did you get into the, the cops weren't called, right? The cops were not called. Okay. Uh, okay. Politics, religion, all the the no no stayed at bay. Okay. Um, you know the the Dallas Cowboys played their hearts out. Mm, um, mm-hmm. it was good, man. Everything was gravy. Okay. It was gravy. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. How was yours? It was good, man. I mean, listen, admittedly, uh, sometimes my family, uh, at least, you know, my, my up north family, it's not really a holiday unless there's the potential for a fist fight or the police being called. Mm. Um, since moving down here, South Carolina, things slow down a little bit. You know what I mean? We get that nice, slow, steady pace down here, keeping it, you know, we're taking it easy right now. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I, you know, I Thanksgiving, as you know, is my holiday, Thanksgiving and 4th of July. Um, it really, those are my two days of the year. So, uh, and I, you know what, you know what it is? I'm a thankful dude. And they both revolve around the idea of being thankful. So, um, you're thankful that no one was involved in your day. You were on the couch 
gravy in your beard, beer in hand. You were thankful no one walked in the room. You, you were solely focused on yourself. So you were thankful for the time of seclusion or isolation. That's what you were. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, yeah, that was a bit of it for sure. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, that's a great, that's a good part of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was thankful for that. And it was just, listen, it's good now to be around family. So, um, we, we have a big show ahead of us here. You know, we got, we got Calvin T minus probably five minutes so we can break down. Uh, let's talk about this, this card that just happened last weekend real quick before we jump in to anything related to this upcoming week. I know. I just have to say this though, being that we do have Calvin Cater coming on, mm-hmm. I have been able to utilize his name to justify so much shit today. Yeah. Breakfast beer. My wife looks down. What are you doing? Drink. It's 10 a.m. Cater. Forgot mm. to pick up my my sister in law at the airport. What, Trey, what what up, Gator? There's so much because this is such a big deal and such an awesome person to have introspective of what's going on in the featherweight division. But to your point, sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. I'm just fine. My drink. I hope you have your drink. Big episode. Well, you you already know this because we talked about it in the lobby prior to. I'm not drinking tonight. I have water, so. Okay. There's the real ones. Everyone knows the real ones. It says the guy that drank seltzer last episode. So <sighs> you know what? Let's let's get it together. Real <sighs> quick, let's not talk about let's not talk about the UFC card on Saturday night. Let's talk about the man that's sleeping behind me here, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, Jake Paul, exhibition boxing match, if you will. Spoiler alert, Nate went to sleep. <laughs> um that was obviously, you know, the, probably, in my opinion, the more telling storyline of the weekend. However, there was another fight outside of that. A guy by the name of Mike Tyson fought another gentleman by the name of Roy Judge Jr. What did you think of the fight? Are we cool with guys that are in their 50s fist fighting? Where do we where do we fall on this? Tyson looked great. Roy looked great. That was an <laughs> unbelievable fight. I know, obviously, boxing did. You don't think so? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, well, I think mm-mm. you are a little bit jaded by the marketing that was put out prior to that. Obviously, they they airbrushed the shit out of Tyson. He definitely didn't come in with that six-pack. Neither did, you know, Roy Jones. But they came in with their swift movements, their counters. They looked fast for being 54 and 51, respectively. Okay, okay. all right, I'll give you that. Um, I thought it was a really good fight. I think the only thing that really put a, you know, a – uh, bad taste in my mouth is how corrupt boxing is within itself, calling that shit a draw. It was always going to be a draw. And this is where I get mad at myself from a betting perspective that we should have played the draw. I've yeah. been preaching from time immemorial when they announced that fight. I, I went big on Roy Jones Jr. just because he'd fought three years ago. Tyson hadn't fought in almost 16 years. I went big on Roy. I got him at a plus 185. I felt really great at that. Yeah. Um, I went big on him. <laughs> it was always going to be a draw, though. The more I think about it, it was always set up to be that way. They went an even number of rounds. You know, they they had celebrity uh, or guest judges or whatever you want to call Chad Dawson and Vinny Paz. I forget who the other guy was. They had it was all the makings were there for them to just say it was a draw, and then they kept announcing there wasn't going to be a real winner. There wasn't going to the writing was on the wall plus one eight hundred or plus eight hundred. I was so mad at myself. I didn't take it. Um, I personally am not a big fan of fifty four and fifty one year old men punching each other in the face. Um, mm. But that being said. If you're 54, you're 51, you are a grown ass man. You do what you want to do. And I think Tyson made 10 million. Roy Jones Jr. made somewhere around four. That's not even counting pay-per-view points. Those dudes made a bundle, you know, as the young kids say, they secured the bag uh, and didn't have to, 
you know, really take a whole lot of damage. They got in there, they got to move around, they got to break a sweat. Tyson primarily threw body shots with the occasional ill-intentioned left hook. Um, and Roy still looked pretty sneaky fast with the jab. I mean, it, you know, he doesn't have hand speed like I have hand speed, but it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Yeah, I think all that aside, though, was the main. No, I mean, what, I just was the, myself to Roy Jones Jr. I don't even care. I've heard I've heard you do way, way worse. Um, yeah. Was the co did the co main event usurp the main event though? Uh, I, in my opinion, as far as from a from a viral impression standpoint, absolutely, absolutely. Nate Robinson's got to move. They should have put a stipulation on it that if this happened, right? If that happened, you got to move. You got to go. You've got to go. You can't you can't be here anymore. You got to go. My man was talking so much trash, Trey. He's like, I'm doing it for the culture. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm doing it for my mom. I'm doing it for my mom's mom's mom. And yeah. Listen, I respect anybody. <laughs> yeah. I respect anybody that gets in there and and and, and puts themselves out there. Like, but I'm not. I'm not discounting Nate. He went out there and he tried his proverbial best and got in a fist fight and suffered. Um, you know. He suffered a knockout loss. When you go in there and you're punching people in the face, that happens. Like that, uh, being knocked out can happen. He went into that knowing that that could have happened, and he mm -hmm. still chose to make that walk. I mean, obviously money helped a little bit, but he still chose to make that walk, and he suffered the consequences for it. And for that, for whatever whatever it means, Nate Robinson has my respect. He put himself out there. Now, that being said, I don't believe he was adequately prepared. And when you are not adequately prepared, you get – results like that you know what i'm saying so and it is what it is man you know what i mean so anyway absolutely brutal, absolutely it, is brutal. brutal. it was a, a lifeless child child body just laying right there in the center Dude, of the ring they could have stopped it after the first one they could have stopped it after they could have the stopped it after the first knockdown i'm gonna be honest with you the lobby just kicked in live and there is something happening on, <laughs> jake get him in here before whatever's going on changes dude <laughs> Yes. Hey, what's up, boys? What's it's up? exactly I how know. I imagined it. I know, man. My day is so crazy right now. I got, I'm all over the place. I, this is I exactly you guys having me on, though. Yeah. Bro, this, this could not have gone any better. So this yeah. is I mean, you guys, you guys came with some strong backgrounds yourself. That's yeah, dude. We're coming out swinging, man. We're coming out swinging. So what's going on? Are we getting a little, we getting a little massage action? What are we doing? Yeah, right now? yeah, I got a little PT. Uh, TK, she comes three times a week, helps me, uh, you know, recover between sessions because we know how, uh, you know, crazy this sport can get. Right. So how are we feeling? Yeah. I mean, what's going on? I mean, look, biggest fight, in my opinion, this one's got my my full and undivided attention. This is the fight to make as far as featherweights are concerned, man. I mean, how are we feeling? You got to be jazzed up, man. Yeah, feeling great. Uh, I've, I've been, you know, going hard since, uh, you know, pretty much all year with that Stevens fight. We were scheduled to fight in March. They mm -hmm. pushed it back to April. Then it became May. So I was in camp, uh, you know, from from then and then the quick turnaround after May to July. And then here we are now with the big opportunity, uh, you know, January, uh, I believe, 16th. 16th man that's it that's it i'm i'm excited for you as far as the fights to make as far as the featherweight division is concerned this was it man and you know i i can be critical of the ufc and their matchmaking at times but i think they hit this one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this, yeah this same man. It's, it's good to see the division move around a little bit now you know it's been uh stagnant for a while and yep. uh, i'm just happy to see some you know some pieces moving around champ wants contenders but he doesn't want ones that are uh just sitting around waiting for opportunities to come to them you know he wants 
guys to go out and earn it. And I, that's that's what I'm I'm trying to do. Uh, I think listen as far as far as I'm concerned, especially because what we do here is we focus on betting from a betting perspective. Man, <laughs> this is it, bro. I mean, this is, in my opinion, probably gonna be one of the last times that we're able to get you at plus money. So I like it, man. It's <laughs> all made a killing up to now, but I, I like the underdog rule. Uh, it, it it suits you well. It suits you well. So um, <laughs> let, let me ask you, where's you know, obviously being a world champion is, is the primary motivation, but let's talk. Let's dig a little bit deeper into that. I mean. You know, you've been doing this for a while, some ups, some downs, and you're finally getting your just due. Um, if you if you had to get real deep on it, real right off the rip, what's what's the motivation, man? What are we what are we striving for outside of the championship? Yeah, I mean, just just trying to provide a better a better life, man. I'm chasing the, the life on the win side of a Matt Holloway fight. Okay. Uh, you know, th- things just get better off a win, and and it's uh yeah, I got I got a lot of strong reasons, man. Why I fight family being, you know, number one, and uh, and and just, you know, by any means necessary. It's not the easiest way to get it done, but it's what I'm good at. And uh, and and by any means, man, I, I'm I'm not gonna sit on the sidelines, man, while my dreams are right in front of me. You know. I got you, I got you. Let me ask you this: After a fight, you you get that you get that W. Who's the first person that you text or call, or that text or calls you after that after a fight? I'll tell you who's the only one that that hits me up after a loss is my family, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but after a win, who knows, man? It gets, yeah, it blows up. It's pretty crazy. Right. That's good. That's good. Uh, listen, I'm, so, I'm I'm pumped for you. In this in this social area, I mean, it seems like you've actually stayed pretty far away from like your social channels. Like you're really kind of you take your time with it, and you're not just blasting and being super communicative all the time. When when you're kind of in your own space, what like is it, is it just because you don't like to be on social too much? Or are you just trying to hone in and know like, Hey, this is massive in front of me and it's full steam ahead. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, full steam ahead with max. It is important to try to go and promote yourself, but I try not to get lost in it, man. Uh, you know, just, you, you, you just, it's a black hole, you know, the internet's hilarious. If you, and it, it can keep your attention a lot longer than it needs to. But, um, but <laughs> as far as posting a lot, I try, you know, I try to stay off the damn thing. But uh, every now and then it's good to keep engagement with the fans. And it's a good opportunity for me to, like, get messages from people all over the world. Or otherwise, you know, they're just reaching out and uh, saying good things. I like to interact. Uh, lately, I've been trying to just schedule the time and be better with it. Um, like, basically, on Sundays when I have some time, maybe just answer some questions, send out, um, you know, be more interactive on Sundays maybe with some of the guys. See, maybe that's where our lines have gotten crossed because Trey and I take Sundays off completely. We're usually so spent after Saturday nights, you know, we're we're usually uh, radio silent all day Sunday. Not to mention I continually just lose my ass on uh, betting on football just nonstop, man. It's been been an absolute nightmare. The Patriots killed me this week, by the way. Oh, man, it's tough. Hey, where are you out of? Where are you guys out of, by the way? So, Trey, I'm in San Diego. Yeah, and I'm in in Charleston. So Okay, all right, nice. Yeah. But here's the thing. I lived in Rhode Island, so I have a bunch of friends from Boston. So I was waiting for you to come on and say like wicked and shit like that to make me like bring me back to that time, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I try to not stand up to where it comes out organic, but you know how it is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's that's really, awesome. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. We have this thing where every time I'm around somebody that has an accent that's different than mine, I – for whatever reason, my, my brain just my lizard brain goes, oh, you can sound like that too. So I just I'll inevitably probably end up saying wicked or 
or, 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 or bubble or something. It's, yeah, uh, just, so, so just it's drop, gonna happen. Drop the R's. You, yeah, yeah, it's it's, gonna, it's gonna. R's aren't in our vocabulary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So stay classy. Kind of put this whole thing together, yeah. man. If, if I'm not mistaken, Scott sent you out a, a box of meat and all that kind of good stuff, right? Or it's on the way. Yeah, he's, the- yeah, he's the man. I, I got to hear the whole background of the company and right. And, uh, yeah, really excited to be involved with them, and and they got a yeah, they hooked us up with a nice uh, sample package, and uh, my brother's a good chef, man. He chefed it up, and we were blown away. So, um, but more about their mission statement, you know, and and um, I, I like where they're going, man. I'm excited to be be working with them. Yeah, these yeah guys- I heard you're you're all about that tomahawk steak, dude. I heard you <laughs> all about that. Yeah, it sucks, man. On this fight camp shit, I can only have about four ounces, you know. So it's so deep. That's what I, I want to ask, like. Dude, having a fight in January has got to be like, and this is from a casual perspective, it's got to be the worst time ever because you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, New Year's. Like, how do you stay away from, are you not like much of a foodie or you're like able to keep it conservative or? No, I'm a big foodie, man. It's tough. But um, I used to back locally. I wouldn't even fight around these days, the dates. And I own a promotion in New Hampshire that I, I run events every year four times a year. And I make sure I book every year the weekend before Thanksgiving for that reason, you know, for the guys, cause it's always like a yeah. celebratory post fight next week's um, Thanksgiving. So I make sure to do that just cause I know how bad it sucks. You know, have to give up the holidays uh, for a fight, yeah. especially locally, yeah. you're not know, getting paid a ton, you know, not the biggest opportunity generally, but, um, and it's just a little more distraction, you know, but lately I've been looking at it as a, as maybe a competitive edge. First of all, I don't like to turn down big moment opportunities. You know, we make those happen. And secondly, now it's an advantage where maybe um, my opponent, you know, might slip up a little bit more around the holiday. So I get, yeah. I, I dig deeper knowing that, you know, he might, might cheat. And things. So <laughs> yeah. I, I turn it, I spin it now as a positive. Yeah. Right. Some extra gravy. Yeah. Yeah. We all know that Max likes to, likes to eat, so that one forty five. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. And then uh, that's Rob's got a big fight coming common. up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, uh, Rob's a beast, man. He's he's taking on Marlon Marais, uh, another top contender in the division. But I'm telling you, coming off a ACL injury and being out for a year, I don't know how this kid does it, man. But he he finds a way to improve, even even physically when he can't. You know, uh, get the reps in mentally. He's he's uh, yeah, he's a student of the game, and he's gonna go off uh, December nineteenth. He's look. Yeah. That's that's you know, like I said, from a betting perspective, I want to get I want to get your <laughs> give me some behind the scenes here, man. Because yeah, I'm, that's the inside I'm, scoop, man. I'm you seeing him as an underdog. What are we look? What yeah. are we looking at here? <laughs> Shit, um, <laughs> cartel cartel picks. We're gonna have to come out with it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. picks for the fight. Small percent. Small right. small vig. Okay, I like it. I can get on board with that. We can we can we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll carve out a little niche for you. All right, yeah, but uh, but rough on all day, man. He's uh, he's looks he looks too good, and uh, he's hungry, man. He's motivated. He's looking great in the gym, and I already know, man. It's, he's gonna go out and do his thing. Excellent, excellent. So you commented on my picture behind me, and then you were saying, yeah. that you- oh. <laughs> you seen those fights, man? I, I want I want your opinion. You, you just said all you right. own a promotion. Bring me into yeah. your realm here. What do we think here? Um. So I thought, so was it Snoop that, uh, Snoop's a part owner of Thriller, right? I, he may have been. He I has to be. He's commenting. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, that was so atrocious. Him, man, put it together. I mean, he, from his standpoint, I'm sure they did all did well. But that internet one with uh, Jake Paul, I, I kind of talked some shit on him. But um, because how, how can't you with the way, you know, 
even after this fight, calling out the guy who's calling. It's a little crazy, right? But I don't like to hate on people, uh, especially I found out he's 23 years old. Yeah. And he's trying to be an up-and-coming fighter. I get it. But when you're beating up NBA guys, you can't, you know, you can't really be that cocky. But that being said, I heard the NBA the NBA guy called him out. Uh, a bunch. He, yeah. A bunch. So, you know, it's like I felt like I kind of threw some shade at Jake feeling cocky that he'd be up an NBA guy. But really, you know, at the end of the day, if he was getting called out, he, he took care of business. But I would still be that excited over a win over an NBA guy, you know? Well, I mean, D Dale and I just talked about this. His callouts were so gnarly. Like one, obviously Connor, crazy boxer. He was he's not going to call out you, crazy boxer, but he calls out Ben Askren, no boxing. <laughs> Dylan Danis, Dylan no Dennis. boxing. Yeah, so he, at least he, he for a so moment in time. He's smarter than he looks. He's twenty three though, so you never know. Yeah, hey, that's the thing. Twenty three years old. Uh, man, I was I was a pretty cra crazy twenty three year old myself, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, if he aspires to be a boxer, if he's taking the shit serious, cool. But if he's doing it for the gimmicks, then uh, you know, get yeah. him out of here. <laughs> I, personally, I was a big fan of it. Um, I I thought he. I was telling anybody with a set of ears that I thought he was going to knock out Nate Robinson. Personally, uh, Nate blocked me on Instagram. No, like a year and some change ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he posted something and I commented on it. We had a brief back and forth and then he blocked me and I was like, you're dead to me forever now, man. So then as soon as, <laughs> as soon as they announced the fight, you know, I have no idea who Jake Paul is on the planet earth, but I was like this YouTube kid, he better knock him out. And then I saw when he was actually taking boxing fairly serious, um, you as a guy with unbelievable hands, um, you know, that like you get bitten by the boxing bug. It, it changes things, man. And he seems to be a guy that takes it pretty seriously. Exactly. If you're, Nate, if you're Nate Robinson and you're just training because you think you're going to fight a guy versus a guy that's really kind of dedicating himself to a craft like boxing, there's going to be a skill disparity there. And I think that was on display on Saturday night. Nate got pieced up, man. And I, I was, I made some, I mean, I made some, I made some money off of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't feel bad a little after the fight? Oh no, I felt I felt bad during the fight. They could have stopped it after the first knockdown. After yeah, the they really could. That first one was serious. I couldn't yeah. even believe he he, he uh, recovered because I don't really <laughs> think he did until the round you know went to the second right. round. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was coming into a lot of shots, man, and, and he just stepped back at him with an overhand on the way in. Anytime you get a guy coming into your shot, it's like a car crash, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to yeah. see the guy. I don't want to see the guy get damaged. I don't want to see him get hurt like permanently. I mean, and yeah. you know, that, he suffered three concussions on Saturday night. I mean, those were he, he got hit bad. Those were hard. No, he he hard looks guys. like behind you, dude. He looks like a model for like a sleep train mattress thing right there. Best <laughs> night's sleep ever, man. Look at that little body. I can use a night of sleep like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, what do you think of Mike and Roy Jones? What what we what do we what do we think of that? Uh, Mike and Roy Jones, I, you know, to be honest, I thought I, I would have liked Roy to stay in the pocket a little more and kind of exchange more, but I can see why he didn't. He fought smart. Tyson came in, looked for it, kind of what you thought it'd be, but they, um, you know, I, I, it was it was entertaining for what it was. You know, it, it was something to watch, and, and uh, I don't know how many more of those that we continue <laughs> to watch. I'm hearing Holyfield coming out. You know, I, I'm all for it, for the one and done maybe, or, you know, the comeback and things, but. I don't know. I'll probably watch that one too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Shannon Briggs was coming out of the woodwork. And then we had, you, you know, there's rumors of Holyfield, like all these guys are going to try to try to come back. It sounds like, so be interested mm -hmm. to see what happens. They're talking about a legend yeah. league. So 
I'd like to see a legends only league in MMA, to be honest with you, but I think that's just Bellator now at this point. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> um, uh, they were talking about maybe Anderson Silver, Roy Jones. I mean, I'm not, I guess spectacles are always, you're going to get some, you know, amount of people to watch, but I, I prefer the, the, you know, highest level competition guys competing for the belt. And, uh, you know, fights like that, ideally, those get my attention the most. You know, guys that, that don't want to see those O's go or uh, just, you know, coming for the top hungry, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. I like to see the guys that are hungry fighting. Gotcha. So, so, so being an outstanding boxer like yourself, Calvin, like I think a lot of people up to this week knowing you were going to be on one to know, underrated is your your elbows. I mean, we saw that in the Jeremy Stevens fight. When you're in the clinch and you're able to land those, knowing – that all fighters like Max Holloway is going to know you're going to be coming in with great boxing. Like how much more emphasis are you putting on like the Muay Thai, like working in clinch, or are you just kind of saying, Hey, I know what I'm freaking radical at. I'm just going <laughs> to stay at it and, you know, go as hard, you know, full throttle. What, what are you radical, doing? I like it. You picked that one up in San Diego though. <laughs> I was going to go wicked dude, but it's not going to come out come organic. <laughs> okay. I guess um, a wicked hard dude. You're wicked yeah, hot yeah. elbows. Oh um, anytime you can make them think about something else in there, anytime you can make them think in general, they're, they're moving a little slower, you know? So um, yeah. giving them something more to think about other than the boxing, you know, the elbows and, and kicks even, takedowns. Like I said, it's mixed martial arts. It's just I try to a lot of times hit them with uh, <laughs> these guys are chiming in with the questions. I like it. That's a good yeah. question. <laughs> What's the money line on on uh, one of us landing a kick first? <laughs> Listen, if there isn't one, we'll make action on it. I'm cool. With yeah, it. we can do. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. I, I think I know a guy, man. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we might have to adjust the game plan a little bit. Listen, yeah. we've we've made lines on outfits that Laura Sanko was going to wear on Contender Series. We will bet on anything. <laughs> you can't come up with something. We won't bet oh, on. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. So, I mean, obviously, you know what you do well. We all know what Max does well. Um, let me ask you some default journalistic style questions. I mean, you're obviously not going to take the fight if you don't think you can win. But where do you think you're going to excel in this matchup? Where do you think that you have the advantage and you're going to be able to exploit them? Uh. Honestly, I think uh just going to go out and just try to put my hands on him, man, and see what happens. <laughs> you right. know, I've done that with uh, the the last few guys, and it's worked out pretty well. So, um, you know, we'll start out phase one, see how we do on the feet. And, um, you know, he likes to volume punch, and, and I like to take guys out, you know. So we'll, we'll see who gets um, – who stand up off. Because of the volume punching, and I, I always want to ask you this because it's one of those things where – I don't know if if I'm just it's my perception coming off on it or not, but it seems like you get frustrated with it. Every fight, somebody seems to target your nose, man. And the moment that <laughs> nose gets hurt or gets touched, you're you, it's like a switch. It's you know, it's like almost like Stallone and over the top. It's like a switch gets. I know, man. I, What's going on with that? Do you get frustrated mid fight? Like stop. <laughs> no, I mean it's part of the game. Man. I just gotta move my friggin' head more. It's like, in, like the terminator, but sometimes you get hit with some shit. And you, just, you know, just want to march, march through. But um, yeah, especially the last two, man. The first when I landed that elbow, he landed a right hand that broke my nose, Jeremy. So and then in the the turnaround yeah. fight, you know, two months later we had a train with that like mankind looking mask on the, the old wrestling mask yeah. with like yeah. the three holes. Oh man, you think breathing through a pandemic mask is tough? Try putting on that thing for rounds, you know? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so we just, you know, trying to be ready for that. And he hit me with a good shot in the second round. And um, and 
kind of pop things back open. And, uh, you know, at that point, I try to just edge them out the next three rounds by staying nice and long and, and safe and then trying to heal up the nose and then hope for a big moment opportunity coming up where I could just, you know, go all in again with some with some time to heal up, you know? I got you. Do you do you work with like VO2 mass and stuff like that? Because I mean, if you go back and watch like here's a beat fight, like the third yeah. round, your coaches are like, dude, we want to up the pace, up the pace, yeah. like push it, push it, push it. And you know, in the featherweight division, you guys are already pushing such a crazy pace the first two rounds to dig deep, which you did in that third round. You put on even a more of a crazy pace. If you have like a broken nose and stuff like that, like from a lung perspective, are you guys doing any type of training that's indifferent that helps you? Yeah, you we know? just constantly just uh, pushing the envelope, man. I work with a good strength coach too that writes up a good program, definitely. And uh, and we get a lot of extra credit work, you know. And, and being efficient with the movements always helps. This way, you don't get, you're not pouring out a lot of gas on, on your movements. Being efficient and, and and obviously technique conquers also. Just just being skillful and, and not wasted movements. Um, you know, breathing, doing all the right things, man. Trying to stay loose. A lot of guys are so tense in there. If you see um, a lot of times, you know, trying to be as relaxed as possible and just uh, and, and being aware of what's going on, hyper-focused. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, you mentioned mankind. Let me let, – you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're bringing my questions to me. Who Who's your favorite wrestler growing up? Man, mankind used to scare me because we used to, like, practice. You know, my brother was two years older than me. All his buddies were big, right? Right. I was a young, young, uh, I was like a smaller kid compared to all of them. We had a trampoline. They'd practice all like the WWE moves on me, the Razor Ramon. I'm surprised they didn't break my neck as a kid on the trampoline <laughs> of my brother. But then they tried pulling that Socko shit. My brother's socks are nasty. I, 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 you better get away from me. You better get away from me, man. It's like that mankind always kind of had that fear in me because my brother trying to, you know, I was thinking, man, if this kid tries to think he's putting a sock in my mouth, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite wrestler was either uh, Ultimate Warrior or, you know, the classic Hulk Hogan. Him when Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, uh, you know, went off, man, that was like my highlight. Yeah. yeah, all your merch is Hulkamania-esque, right? Yeah, Kater me. So I fought on uh, September 11th, uh, I believe 2000. I'm not – honestly, I'm not sure of the year, but I, I fought on uh, September 11th. And um, and we did, like, how do we kind of pay a tribute, you know? So we came out to I'm a real American, right? I'm a real yep. American yeah, song. Yeah, and then, uh, love that. Yeah. Song, and we just figured <laughs> we'd switch up and go with Kater Mania. And, and, and since then, we've kind of been running with it. And, yeah, we're having fun with it. 2009 2009 yeah yeah that was my first title fight it was um it was called uh what is it american cage fighting or something no how was it called whatever either way i won a title it was like a boxing it's an mma organization but it was a boxing title north atlantic boxing commission kind of weird that i even have it but um, yeah, whatever. The belt's over there. It's like fuck it. American, <laughs> American steel cage fighting. American, yes, ASE. American, such like a you know American steel cage fighting. Right. Uh, right they right. came into town and uh, they threw a couple of events. That was my first five round fight. And man, that belt felt heavy after. I was tired of shit. Right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, man. We want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, gonna end this thing with some rapid fire questions, real yes. quick. And uh, all right, let's do it. And if uh, if we don't agree, we're just gonna try to make you feel as silly as possible about your. Uh... <laughs> all right, Fair all right, enough. I all know right. Now that I know where you guys live, uh, hey, that's <laughs> <where I'm> listening. 
<laughs> Whenever, man. I'm trying to make that that Nate Robinson sleep money, bro. Let's get a camera yeah. involved. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Sign me up. All right, man. So it's getting a little bit colder up up north there. Are we wearing sneakers or we wearing boots? I'm really a sneakers guy, 24 seven. But if I mean, when it's snowing, I gotta rock the boots. You Timberlands? Uh, no, I, I got um, uh, normally Timberlands. I got I know. I think I I'm pretty sure I had these same boots, man, for like 10 years. I only throw them on when it snows. All right, man. Golly, <laughs> golly. All right, all right. How about um, The Departed or The Town? What's a better movie? Oh man, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, Departed of the Town. Shit. Departed of the Town. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, shit, I can't even pick one. I know. See, Dale, I told <laughs> him. My next question. question was going to be Ben Affleck or Matt Damon, dude. I mean, they're kind of the same. <laughs> it's the same yeah. guy. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> movie and the same guy. Right. That's the same difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went departed. I'm not from Boston, you know. Admittedly, I grew up right. outside the Pittsburgh area, but I, I like how I, they went into Fenway though on the town. You know, it's kind of really cool did. through the the ins yeah. and outs of behind Fenway. Pretty cool. Gotcha. All right. The town. All right, you're a guy that collects checks every time you fight, man. Are you about send, spending money or saving money? Uh, I, I'd be lying if I said saving, but uh, no, saving now. <laughs> spending, spending up until now, but saving now. Okay. All right. What's the go-to meal to celebrate a victory? My next check, too, real quick. Favorite meal? Uh, chicken parm. All right. And what are we drinking with the chicken parm? Chicken parm. I'm, I'm really. I I just go water, man. But if it's uh, if you know, if I'm at the Italian restaurant and it's, if I want to have a drink, I'll probably either have a wine, a cabernet with the with pasta. You know. Oh, okay. Classy broad. All right. I like well, it. Man. I mean, at, if I'm at a Italian <laughs> restaurant now, if I'm at the at the steakhouse, that's different. Okay. All right. Fair so, enough. Th- this past weekend was the 35th anniversary of Rocky Four. Is Rocky Four the best of the Rockies? I would say I'd say it's in the it's in the lead. It's in the lead. Drago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I disagree wholeheartedly. Gosh, I disagree with this. I think I think I think the first one's the best one, but that's okay. All right. That's usually the case. Right. Yeah, I think I think the first you know what the one that I thought was really underrated was Rocky was Rocky Balboa, like the the sixth one or whatever, where it was just him coming back and fighting Antonio Tarver. I thought that one was very underrated. My favorite Rocky movie is the next one. Yes. There's always another one, right? That was right, deep. Right. That yeah. was deep. <laughs> you really went deep with that. Yeah. All right. If you could fight anyone, dead or alive, who are you fighting? And not Max Shit. Holloway. Let's if not I do Max Holloway. Anybody dead or alive. Dead or alive. If they're alive, I'm not going to use that one because okay. I could still have a chance to fight them. But sure. if they were dead, uh, who the hell am I going to fight? It's uh, a good question, man. I don't know. I don't got. Uh, who am I gonna fight? <laughs> I don't know, man. I got no one. I, I'm Max Holloway. I'm only focused on Max Holloway. Right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Anybody else? Yeah, Max Holloway is all I can say. All right, fair enough. Are you a board games guy or a card games guy? I mean, I'm a board game guy, but no, I'm a card guy first. Okay. If, when you play Monopoly, what piece are you using? Um, I'm the. Is there a cash bag? Right. I use usually the cash bag. I believe. Isn't there a money bag? Oh gosh, that might be a new one. I don't know if there is. is there a money bag, Trey. I don't know. Yeah, there was a money bag. I don't know. If not, the, if not there was a, a car, right? Yeah, the car. Yeah. I usually go with the uh, iron. I thought there was a money bag. The, the newer one had a money bag. I thought. Oh, I'm not okay. too old, man. 
<laughs> yeah, well, thank you. You didn't date me for sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm back when it was like wooden pieces is when I was playing. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. And then last but not trading, unless you got something else. Well, this one's, you know, Dunkin' or Starbucks, dude. Oh, dude, it's Starbucks. Dude. What? What? I know. You said that you said that in Boston, dude. You're you gonna get why? shot. You know why? Because yeah, well, Duncan better step up and sponsor my ass then. So <laughs> then I'm gonna spend six bucks on a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. I got a question for you guys. What's your favorite uh, thing from state classy meats? What's your favorite uh, meat together? All right, Trey, go ahead. Uh, dude, the sausages, man, they're so good. Like I get the jalapeno cheddar one. That's totally what you want to hear in the middle of fight camp right now. Oh, <laughs> so good. That good. I, I watch the Food Network. That's all I watch now. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's so good. Yeah. So I, I get a little bit more creative with it. Um, so I, you know, I, I try I try to cook as much as I possibly can. So any of the ribeye steaks, and then the pork chops as well. So the heritage pork chops that they have, the pork chops. Yep, are pork chops were so were the Dude, best pork chops I ever had. That's what I say all the time. Everybody <laughs> see. Here's the thing is we say this stuff on the show like when we do our ad reads and people always think we're gassing it up. That's yeah, not no, the case. That's, yeah, that was it's awesome. good. It's my good. My favorite, my favorite's the bacon, but I'm excited to try the tomahawk steaks when they come in because those things Dude, look real good. Tomahawks, man. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about Forget it. <laughs> we need like a picture of you holding it like an actual tomahawk. Oh, you already know. I'm I'm gonna definitely do that. It's the first thing I'm gonna do when it comes in. Outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. Well, look, we'll let you get back to your massage, Calvin. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's been great talking to you, and uh, we'll get with Tyson. We're probably going to send some swag your way too, man. So, uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll have to set this up another time. Good talking. No, to you let's man. let's set it up exactly like this: massage chair Tuesdays, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with yeah. it. All right, sounds good. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right, take care. Thank you. Absolutely. Mind boggled on the on the Starbucks thing. Threw me for a loop, dude. Threw me for a loop. I didn't even know how to. I didn't even know how to respond to that, man. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know what to do with that. No, All right. Not. Okay. Let's see here. Did we pay any other bills? Did we pay anything? We got to get. We got to get some yeah, bet online it. here. Yeah, we got to do the bet online read. So yeah, guys, with football in full effect. Uh, on top of all the lines that we're using tonight, go to Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair. You can take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Uh, again, go to Bet Online. That's where we're getting all of our lines from tonight. And then uh, you can take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses there as well. They have live wagering for fights as well as football and everything else in between. So go to Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair. All right, outstanding, Trey. So last week, bit of a skeleton card, am I right? I mean, it, it, it fell apart. It fell apart. It, it didn't go the way we wanted to. It is. Yeah. What it is. I don't really know what to do about it. So, um, but this, this week, card. this card promised to be a lot better. It's going to be better. It's going like to be, it. it's going to be better. Um, admittedly, I'm with this card looking at it, you're probably going to need to refill your drink. Cause I'm not sure that you're going to be able to handle 90% of the names on this card. So, <laughs> I'm just letting you know now that I'm setting you up for failure on a lot of these. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, what, what can you do? Good thing I went with whiskey. That was the smart play. That's the smart play. <laughs> I went. I, I went. I went with water tonight. Like I said, um, I, I need to cut back on the on the alcohol just a touch. Been drinking a lot of beer lately, so it was know, a guilt trip. No, it, thank it, you. It, 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 well, you know, some I have to look out for me. Right. I, there's a lot in this house that depends on me. So I have to look out for number one. 
Bro, I have two kids and a wife. You're right, dude. I got nothing. I got Listen, nothing. if you want to be selfish, you be selfish. I am going to put other people first. So All be right. selfish. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be selfish for a minute. I'm gonna make everyone here some money. Let's get into these plays so I can provide for the family. Okay, first fight on the main card. Would you like to lead off and who's fighting? <laughs> oh gosh, dude. I'll take a drink. You can go ahead there, sir. Adjust the old, the old headphones. There, you want me to lead off here? Nate Land, four Nate Land, we're plus four hundred taking on Mobzar. Uh, I believe it's Evloy. Oh boy, this one's bad for me. Mobzar Evloyev. Uh, is, I think it's Evloyev. Ev, it's like there's like a hyphen sort of thing in the middle there. Okay, not a hyphen, but there's like a pause. Yeah. When he says his name, it's there's like a pause in it. I'm just Ev, gonna call him the Russian. The, yeah, the, the, Russian. the Russian versus the Tennessee kid. Um, you know, we got a default Russian guy taking on the backcountry hauler in Tennessee, Nate Landweir, minus 600, plus 400, over under around is two and a half. I think this line is pretty steep, to be honest with you. I'm not really crazy about the minus 600 or the plus 400 here. I think we should be around a minus 250, plus 185 situation here. Over under around is at two and a half. I get that. Both these dudes are incredibly durable. I still like Movzar in this fight. Um, I really, my only concern with him is he has a giraffe level neck his neck is long my man mm. um so that being said you know I, I do worry about if he's rushing in um and attempting a sloppy takedown that neck is there for the snagging however i do like him to get it done against nate landwehr nate landwehr in my opinion lost his fight against darren elkins yeah um but that's just me i thought that the grandstanding and the showboating is what got him the win in the judge's eyes be that as it may I really like the idea of Movzar Evliov uh, or Evliovev or however you want to say his name here. I'm butchering it too. Um, getting the win over Nate Landweir. And I think he'll get it done in decision. I don't see him finishing yet. I just see this as a wrestle death. But I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at Movzar in, in a parlay piece for sure. Yeah. Nate the Train, the guy is the quintessential regional fighter. He's, he's the guy that's overtly aggressive. He's mouthy to a fault. And when you fight people like Darren Elkins, which you and I both scored for Elkins – you're obviously playing to a judge's fantasy. You're getting a guy that's got scar tissue up the yin-yang. Literally, you brush Elkin's face and he's spewing blood everywhere. You got a guy that's mouthy and you guy that's overtly aggressive. You want to talk about octagon control, all that crap from the eyes of the fans or the judges that makes you, you know, get to that decision win. Um, when you look at Ivlovev, I'm going to say the Russian, that guy – he he's also aggressive, but he's got a really good ground game, um, which I, I really like. Again, in the smaller cages, ground game fares really well. Um, I think that it's going to be an aggressive fight. I don't believe Evolev has actually finished a fight. I think he's won via decision a majority, um, and I could be wrong on that. Um, I just know his fights tend to go over. Um, he's going to be a little bit more methodical. He's going to be able to pick and choose his shots versus Nate Landwehr is going to play to the pace of his opponent. He always does that, but again, gets mouthy and gets aggressive, which gets him the points. I'm going with Evil Ev on this fight 1,000%. He is a great parlay piece. Okay, yeah. He, he doesn't have a finish in the UFC, but he does have finishes yeah. outside the UFC. Okay, I, that's I, it. I didn't, I didn't want to be like Mr. Immediate Fact Check, but I no, just want, I want I, to clarify what, what we were talking about here. Yeah. All right, next fight of the card. <clears throat> Excuse me. Golly, man, I got a little – I don't think I got the Roma, but I got a little <clears> – something going on here. Something All right, John right. Allen taking on <laughs> Do this one too. Give, give me this one. <laughs> oh, dude, this is kind of like Chicka Days, but I'm going Roman Dola Days. Okay, that's fine. 
All right, John Allen plus 160. We'll take Roman Dol- I'll go with Dol- Dolezes. We'll do that. Minus 195 over under on rounds here is at one and a half, Trey. Uh, look, man, this is going to be an interesting fight for as long as it lasts. I definitely do not think this one is – we're not going to need the judges for this. Roman's at 7-0. John Allen is at 13-5. and five. These dudes are coming in with bad intentions. Does the O go, though, on Saturday night? Um, does John Allen pull the upset here at a plus 160 dog? And does he get Roman out of there? Admittedly, up until he won his last fight, like up until the knockout, I was not overwhelmingly impressed with what Roman Dolades was showing us in the octagon. And then immediately, you know, obviously he got a knockout. It was a highlight knockout. But he did not – I don't know if it was first fight jitters or what the deal was, but he did not he – was, I wasn't particularly blown away with what he was doing. No, absolutely not. This is <laughs> – People forget both these guys got popped for hormones. So you got the hormone monsters coming into this fight here. You got Dolades, who was banned for a year from USADA. You've got Art, who was uh, Arte. Eat Art. I'm going to say Art, dude. John Allen. Oh, okay. John Allen Art. Okay. Go ahead. Well, he he had his last fight overturned because of the same type of hormonal, you know, substances that he put in his body. Dolades is a guy that people think, oh, he's an aggressive striker because he kind of bull rushes you and rushes across the octagon to, you know, employer's strikes. No, the guy is all about takedowns. And that's the thing is when you go back to John Allen's uh, fight, I don't think it was last fight, maybe the fight before when he fought Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez was taking him down like crazy with complete ease. Do I think Mike Rodriguez has the same uh, takedown advantage that Roman has? Absolutely not. Roman's got great t- takedown. He is a sneaky submission artist. I see him getting a submission in this. I'm going to take Dolades. I'm actually going to take him in by submission. Ooh, I-, I love this all day long. I know. I'm getting really pinpoint on this. Say, so what's the market for that? Do you know? Delicious. No, no, no. So you're taking Dolades by by submission is what you're yes. looking at. Mm-hmm. Boy, is that a huh? That's not what I. What, that's not where I would have played that fight. I'm I'm interested. In That's the thing is everyone's jaded by his striking, but you go back and watch actually his takedowns. He's swift, his ground impact, and he can find rear naked chokes. He can find arms. The guy's slick. He's got a great BJJ background. Um, this thing's going to end up on the ground 100%. This isn't going to be standing TKO. This will be done on the ground. Okay. So Roman by submission in round one is at a plus 1,100. In round two is at a plus 1,800. And in round three is at a plus 2,500 oh for God, submission. That's so juicy. So uh, sprinkle, sprinkle, small sprinkles on all three rounds, hoping to Mm -hmm. return. Okay. Well, I mean, put some jimmies on it. That's (laughs) don't you dare call them jimmies (laughs) in here. I would start a new podcast with somebody else that doesn't call them jimmies. That is a couple jimmies. That is unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Montana De La Rosa is taking on Talia Santos. Uh, De La Rosa plus 170. Santos is at minus 210. Over on our rounds here, Trey's at two and a half. Uh, This is a fight that. We, you and I spent quite a bit of time talking about prior to recording. Um, obviously, Talia Santos is getting a lot of love coming off the Molly McCann fight. Montana De La Rosa, I don't want to say she's being disrespected at the plus 170, but I feel like this line is probably going to get a little bit tighter than it actually is. Um, Montana De La Rosa, despite having you know alternating wins and losses here, she has looked better each in every fight, I think I, she has yeah. shown me something in each and every fight that I continue to think that she's getting just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. My opinion, um, although I think she's got a tall task ahead of her in Talia Santos, if I'm being completely honest with you here, don't necessarily know that I love it at the minus two ten line, but I, man, Santos is 
you know, this is a tough matchup for her. I know. I've gone back and forth on this a couple times. So Montana De La Rosa, she's the type of girl. She's very vanilla. She's just good at everything. Mm -hmm. but she's not great at anything and she fares wow that's a nice background you have there <laughs> she doesn't fare well with people that have um, exponentially better facets and what i mean by that is you look at the mackenzie derns you look at the cynthia calvillos when you have that dominant bj day or that dominant wrestling she doesn't fare well yes she has okay wrestling no okay striking but when she strikes someone like andrea lee she gets pieced up because andrea lee's striking is much better than Montana de la Rosa. When you look Andrea at stuff, you're killing me. That's true. It's when you Andrea. look at Andrea. Oh, Andrea. God, dude. Dude, this What's I, the, difference? the difference is is California and people name their people Andrea out there. In real world, it's Andrea. <laughs> In the real world? In the real oh. world. With with people that look like me, it's Andrea. People that look like you out there with palm trees behind them, it's Andrea. But in, in the real world, with us, right? Uh, yeah. It's Andrea. It's Andrea. Andrea. Okay. Andrea Lee. There we go. Has greater striking than Montana De La Rosa. And we saw Andrea expose that in the Montana De La Rosa fight. All I'm saying is I don't look at Santos as having that uh, much better facet in her great game. I don't. I think this is going to be a decision fight for sure. I'm actually now leaning more towards Montana De La Rosa because I do think her wrestling is going to be a little bit better than Santos. I think it's going to be a boring, long, drawn-out fight. But like you said, Montana De La Rosa has looked much better in each of her uh, past fights. The aggression of Santos is what worries me. Right. Um, very rarely do we see women that are constantly walking forward, constantly looking to engage. It's a level of aggression not normally seen outside of a select few in women's MMA. And Talia Santos is incredibly aggressive. Right. Which to me could could very well be an X factor in this fight. Um, but anyway, here we go. <laughs> I saw the thing about Newsom. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Co-main event of the evening, Jamal Hill, Oven St. Peru. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know how I feel about this fight. Uh, Jamal Hill minus 165. Oven St. Peru plus 135. Over under on rounds at one and a half. They continue to disrespect my boy OSP, man. They continue. No, my man gets no respect. A veteran of the game. Well, he gets no respect respect here against a guy like jamal hill who who is jamal hill who is jamal hill tell me let, that. no let me tell you who osp is okay you know when you climb quite literally you know the mm. prospect ladder that jamal hill's on at the top of that ladder before you get to hang out at the party sit out with all the ladies at the ufc club you got to go through someone called a gatekeeper mm. and in front of that pearly glitterly gold Gate is a pearly white OSP saying, beat me and you can enter the club. And that's what you got. OSP is in no way, shape, or form close to a title fight. He's no way, shape, or form looking to be taken out of the UFC, much like we've seen with other vet fighter fighters. Hmm. This is a this is a big stepping home stone for Jamal Hill and someone in Jamal Hill that was on Dana White's contender series and came into it extremely successful, extremely devastating, extremely flashy. This is a great stepping stone for him to see where he stacks up. But OSP, I don't think he really knows where he feels comfortable. Did the heavyweight thing for a second, dropped down to 205. Now he feels like he's back at 205. He needs to find some comfortability. I will say in his last 205 fight, we saw someone back to where he should be in that 205 division. I hope that you know, he stayed with her in that weight. 
I like OSP in this fight. I like OSP in this fight for, I mean, some of the reasons you said, but mostly just because the fact he's got experience. We have seen more, more in 2020 than I think any other time. The currency of the UFC, the currency of mixed martial arts is experience. That's what pays the bills. That's what gets you the, you know, to the next level. It's experience. And OSP has that in spades. Jamal Hill does not. He is not going to come out there and shock the world and beat Ovin St. Prue. He's just not ready for it yet. I agree with you that Ovin St. Prue is a gatekeeper, but he knows that. He knows that. OSP is the most secure. There, there's only a few men and women in, in the UFC that their job is more secure than OSP. OSP is not getting cut ever. No. He's he's never going to get cut. He'll he'll never be elected to the Hall of Fame. But OSP, I think he's got 20, what, 23, 24 fights in the UFC. He's not going anywhere. And he's not, he could fight for the next five years, 10 years, and lose and still keep his job because 205 shallow and he's competitive and he has the ability to give different looks to different prospects or people on the rise or the fall. OSP is the most probably the most job secure dude in the UFC. He, if he gets cut or leaves, it's because he wants to. And I'm telling you right now, he's looking at a guy like Jamal Hill and going, you are not going to make your name off of me. I really like OSP in this fight. And I like the over one and a half here, too, because OSP is not playing that stuff. And if Jamal Hill gets the better of him on the, on the standing up, what's he going to do? He's going to push him up against the cage. He's going to take him down and he's going to choke him out. Mm-hmm. It, it just... I don't see where Jamal Hill wins this fight outside of just starching OSP. And tell me the last time that happened. It doesn't happen, but if he does get starched, everyone's scared of OSP's counter left hook, which, you know, comes back. And when that thing lands, it lands. So Jamal Hill can come with all the aggression he wants, but what is OSP known for outside of his bomb flu choke is that counter left. That counter left hurts. It's devastating and it throws you completely off your rhythm. So to your point, I think he's going to welcome the aggression to a certain point. Completely different in the Ben Rothwell fight, by the way. He did not want to welcome that aggression because Ben Rothwell will actually freaking murder you. That's why he ran around the cage like a scared chicken the entire time. But he, With Jamal Hill, he'll he'll invite it. Yeah, but he, he did engage with Rothwell and had Rothwell hurt in that fight, too. The last time that OSP was finished by strikes, finished by strikes, was 2016 against Jimmy Manoa. I don't think Jamal Hill and Jimmy Mano are on the same level. I'm just, no. I'm just, I don't want to camp on this fight for forever. I like OSP. I like the over one and a half too. I'm probably going to play that. All right, main event of the evening, and then we're going to talk about Jake's new endeavor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's got quite the uh, quite the target list. We're going to bring him in yeah, here and talk to him about. It. All, right. All right, Jack Hermanson plus one ten versus Martin Vittori minus one forty. Over under on round here here Trey is at two and a half. This is this this fight is a trap. This fight is a trap, and I'm going to tell you why. Vegas knows something we don't know. They know something we don't know because. For all intents and purposes, a guy with the strength of schedule of Jack Hermanson, the guy with the talent and and, and skill set of Jack Hermanson, on paper, should be a favorite against Marvin Vittori. And they opened this fight up as Marvin Vittori being a favorite, and it's gotten a little bit tighter, and it may flip-flop come fight night. But as it stands right now, this feels like a trap. Somebody knows something that we don't know. No, we know. No, we don't know. I've, I've been thinking about this fight for the better half of like three days now and, and watching old fights. I don't, I initially was like Jack Hermanson. This isn't even a question. I don't understand 
Vegas is Vegas is stupid. They 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 don't know <laughs> what they're talking about. We know fights. Jack Hermanson had an underdog, sure, against an untested Marvin Vittori. Yeah, this is a trap. I don't know what. I, listen, it doesn't it doesn't smell good. I don't like this. I don't like this fight. I don't want. I'm I'm leaning towards not touching it. You don't you don't like it because it's a stay busy fight for Jack Hermanson. It is a stay busy for, fight for him. But here's the thing, dude, is that. I just think, dude, I just think, man, that there's something going on here. There's something going on here. I'm 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 telling you, this this is a this might be a leave it alone for me. No, it's it's not. And the reason I, there's one thing to take a stay busy fight. You and I both cannot stand fighters that take a stay busy fight. Now, if everyone's aware, Jack Kermanson, this is his third uh, opponent that has come in in the past couple of weeks. First, he was supposed to take Darren Till, didn't get that fight. Kevin Holland. What gets COVID can't fight him. So now this is the third fighter. Why is he taking this fight? There's no reason. Why would you want to take a short notice fight against someone who's overtly emotional, overtly physical? We all know Marvin Vittori, what he's good at. He's good at making things dirty, bull rushing across the cage, working in the clinch. He has great wrestling. So Jack Hermanson, as much as people want to see him by sub, see him use his 77 and a half reach to get a guillotine or whatever he wants that could be negated by someone who has great takedown defense and who wants to make things dirty slice and dice in the clinch this is a horrible horrible fight for jack hermanson for a multitude of reasons the reason that everyone wants to put everything in the weight of jack hermanson though is again his reach what he does with his jab what he did to jacare souza keeping him uh, not allowing marvin vittori to get inside and close where marvin vittori does his work <laughs> dude i like I like Vittori in this fight, man. I this know is, you don't want to hear that, but I like this for then, him. Then play it. You can play He's it. Only, just he, re- remember, Vittori was supposed to fight on the uh, 19th of uh, December. He was supposed to fight on the same card, I think, as Rob Font, that card. But so he's only sacrificing a week. He's had a full training camp. So while this is a stay busy fight, he's had a full camp less one week. He's ready to go. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not negating. That's what I'm saying. This feels like a trap. It feels like a trap. Somebody knows something we don't know. The line's too tight. It's too tight. If it's so, if it's such a mismatch, if it's such a bad matchup for Hermanson, the line should be bigger. And if it's not, and and Hermanson should win this fight easily. Why is the line not the other way around? Somebody knows something that you don't know. Hmm. Somebody knows something you don't know. Over two and a half. Over two and a half. Maybe. Maybe over two and a half. My problem is Hermanson comes out there and he 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 pulls a Kelvin Gastelum and grabs Vittori's heel and rips it off in the first yeah. 90 seconds like he did Kelvin. That's yeah. a problem. That's something that we now know that he can do. And against the guy that stands flat-footed like Marvin Vittori, who's not on the not on uh, not on his toes um, because he's stalking um, and because it's a smaller cage, we have seen that the smaller cage in the apex has favored the grappler. It has yeah. favored the clinch guy. And that with a fight like this. Um, you know, it's crazy, dude. I, I just, you know, it is what it is. I see the comments that Hermanson opened up as a favorite. It, it when the fight was first announced, he was a favorite, but but by the time it hit the bet online book, it was it, it was flipped the other way around. So I didn't even get a chance to play it as a favorite. It literally was it was flipped by the time I got it on on I saw it on bet online. I did see Hermanson as a favorite, but it wasn't on any book that I, that I could openly quote or play on. So I, I see what you're saying. Um, it feels like a trap. I'm not, pl- I don't, I don't want to play it just yet. Maybe after weigh-ins I'll play it. All right, Jake, get in here. Let's talk about this for a second. Done, done, done. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So as we talked about last week, dude, um, 
Here, here's the thing, right? We're, we're, we're implementing a new segment called Only a Fan, starring producer Jake. All right? Now, you and I have briefly talked about this, so you're not coming into this completely in the dark, but you're primarily in the dark here. Yeah. Um, the idea of this, Jake, is that we would like to grow this this channel as much as we possibly can. And in doing so, you know, obviously getting guys like Calvin to come on the show is is imperative. But when Trey and I did a deep dive into our numbers, and we saw that when we have shows that are associated with female fighters, our numbers are better. Um, now, that being said, there has been an uptick recently um, in this new app or web application, to sound like an old man, called OnlyFans, <laughs> which you are familiar with, correct? There is this thing on the I, internet, Jake. I see them advertised all over. So, yeah. Correct. So this is right. So there are there are female fighters that have made OnlyFans accounts, um, and at which point you can interact with them on OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, under the guise of anonymity, we would like you to go on and pose as only a fan, respectfully. Yeah, is that a thing? Yes. With Paige Van Zandt, she has one. No, not yet. No. Um, so we would like you to go on and pose uh, as only a fan and use your clout as the producer of the show to contact them to see if you can't get some of these fighters to come on our show. Because our traditional means of, of reaching out to them via Twitter, Instagram, and management has failed us. We have not been able to be successful. Um, that being said, uh, we... Trey and I have 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 no desire to do um, to make OnlyFans accounts and pursue them in that manner. But you, my friend, you, my friend, as the producer of the show, I think that this is a job that you are well equipped for. I mean, I'll do what I have to. Thank you, sir. We do have a we do have a target. We, we, <laughs> we put a uh, we put a poll up on our Instagram, and we have a target list for you if you would like to take note of this target list. Yeah. Okay, let me know when you're ready. Oh, like oh, yeah. right now. Oh, we're gonna tell you we're gonna tell you who your target list is right now. Yeah. 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 That's that's part uh, of the live show is that we want to put you on the spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, I'm ready. All right. Number one was Beck Rawlings. Beck Rawlings. Why is that on the list? Again, I'm just going by what the people asked for, man. I know. Let's block hey, man, the person wait. Who asked that. Yeah. We're going to block that person. <laughs> okay. Second one was Ariani. That's fair. All right. Felice Herrig. Mm. Okay. I'm going to need you to text me these codes. <laughs> I'm trained right now. I guarantee you my spelling is nowhere right. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll right. be fine. Disappointed in our listeners list so far, but and keep then, going. And then the last one was was Hannah Goldie. That's fine. So I feel like, oatmeal. I, I feel like four is a good place for you to start. All right. All right. And I'm just still trying to understand. Like, so you can just message people on that thing? From what I understand, they say Jake, that- Jake, if you have to take your shirt off, bro, you gotta take your shirt off. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it again. Like okay, so I get you guys are married, so you can't be a part of it. Correct. Correct. Okay. No, fuck, fuck it. Uh, I can just mess. From what I, just I understand, know, am I just gonna? From what I understand, listen. Here's ten dollars. 
So here's what we're going to do. On my podcast? We need you to make an account, right? And it's a, from what I understand, it's a, it's a subscription. Okay. So we're going to have you make an account, find out who has the most reasonably priced subscription. We will give okay. you, we'll give you a week stipend. And then during that week, we want you to try to engage them in a conversation to see if you can't convince them to come on the show. If you're not successful and it's not going to work, it's not going to work. We're not going to continue to beat our heads against the wall. However, we're trying to get creative and we're trying to create content at the same time. We feel like this is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. All right. All and we'll, right. we'll do so under the under the, uh, the 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 level or the uh, the idea of anonymity. So we won't say who who you're talking to. Um, but we will ask that you share the conversation with us. So that way we can, we can share it with the fans. Yeah. All right. All right. So you want me to look these people up on there? I would prefer if you did that. Yes. <laughs> All right. wait, yeah. wait till after the show, but yes, if you could, if you, could, yeah, you don't say, yeah. And then give us a price list as to what it's going to, and I'm going to tell you right now, if they, it comes back to these people are like more than like 10 bucks, I'm not doing any of it. And we'll just cancel this whole bit because I don't have the budget for it. And I don't care. That Jake, Jake, you, you got to go in and you got to woo woo these people. Do woo. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's how these sites work. Dude, but, well, you're going to find out where you're going to learn and then you're going to tell us how it's working. So and yeah. if you can't do it, you can't do it. It's fine. But, there, you know, there is a little bit of pressure, but there's not a lot of pressure. But there's some ton of pressure. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my best. All right, Jake. Appreciate you, man. Let's let, try. Let's break down this this prelim card. Keep things moving right along here. We're at over an hour now. It's actually a perfect transition. Uh, Jake can also utilize, um, or anyone can utilize if they're going to go on OnlyFans, or they just need to be an OnlyFan themselves in life. Go to manscape.com. Type in the code armchair. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping, guys. You can't just be showing up on Manscape with a shirt on and know that under your shirt you've got a bear full of brown sugar. You can't have that. Mm. The best way to do that, get rid of it, lawnmower 3.0. Go to manscaped.com. That thing's got so many RPMs, you can wipe that shit right off. Go on OnlyFans, all the ladies will come. Manscaped.com, type in the code armchair, you're gonna get 20% off and free shipping. I absolutely refuse to shave my chest. I'm not doing that. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I would like to, I, it, I would do it if I started getting the tuft over the top. Like that, you get the top tough or the top tough. That's yeah, a, I don't. That's not my favorite. All right, first fight on the main or on the prelims. Jose Quinones at eight and four. Lewis Smolka at sixteen and seven. Uh, Quinones is at plus one hundred five. Smolka minus one thirty five. Over under on rounds here. Trey's two and a half. If Smolka can make the weight, I think it's his fight yeah. to lose. He just got to make the weight first. If he can make the if he can make the weight, he should beat Jose. It's that easy. He's got to beat him first, or he's got to make the weight. He's got to beat the scale, and then. He can win the fight. Why is he struggling to make weight though? This is a guy that used to make fly weight and now he's struggling to make bantam weight. Like what he's happened? A, he's a Hawaiian. I and know. I know you like your Hawaii boys, but those dudes are thick, man. And they like food. Yeah, I know. I know that spam and rice can get you, but you know, hopefully he's, he's on weight. You know, this fight was supposed to take place a couple weeks ago at UFC uh, Vegas 14 fell apart. Um, Smolka, he's a smaller bantamweight, though, which makes me a little bit worried about this. Um, Smolka's going to come in quick. Keonias, to your point, doesn't have the greatest defense, though. I do think Smolka, with the long reach he's going to have, being a smaller person, he still has a good reach. He should be able to pick uh, Keonias apart, at least get the decision when on this. Smart at, at Vegas putting this thing at two and a half. Yeah, I need Smolka to – if Smolka makes the weight, I, I play Smolka. If Smolka misses weight – um, I consider a no play is what is, yep. how, is how I'm looking at this guy. Right, Gabriel Benitez at 21 and eight, Justin James at 16 and five. Um, 
Gabriel Benitez at minus 220. Justin James is at a plus 180. Don't necessarily know if I agree with that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Justin James, um, you know, despite the faulty spelling on the ticker there, I think that <laughs> I think the fight's a little bit closer. One, one of these guys is going to sleep. I play under two and a half here. This is what I'm looking for under two and a half. This fight does not go, the, the judges are not involved here. It's not going to happen. No, James doesn't have the gas tank for it. And Benitez is going to try to finish him. It, the, under two and a half. I'm taking under two and a half. That's my play for this one. Benitez is one of those like gritty Mexicans that can, you know, fight or flight, kind of die on your shield to a certain mm-hmm. point. He hasn't won a fight though since 2018. So he's going to come in, try and make a statement. To your point, Justin James is not going to have the gas tank. I like the under two and a half on that as well. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Next fight on the prelims, Damon Jackson taking on Ilya Tapuria. My pick for fight of the night. My pick mm-hmm. for fight of the night. Damon Jackson at plus 205, Tapuria minus 245. Over under on rounds here is at two and a half. Boy, oh boy, I like Tapuria in his last fight. I don't yeah. feel I'm not as high on him this fight um, as I was last fight. But man, I'll tell you what, dude, I really like Ilya Tapuria. I think he's a contender. Um, in the making, undefeated. The O, in my opinion, is probably not going to go on Saturday night. Be looking at him in a parlay piece at minus two forty-five. Not much, not much more out of that. I think the BJJ for both these guys is going to cancel out. Yeah. Uh, the power, I think, resides in Taporia, but I don't necessarily know. We see the fight stay there that long. I'm looking for a Gregor Gillespie style mauling, <laughs> of just take down Matt return, take down Matt return, yeah. uh, and, and attempted submissions here, much like we saw him do against Yusuf Zalal. Um, uh-huh. Damon Jackson better come with his cardio on point because he's going to be he's going to be fighting hard for 15 minutes. Don't love the over under at two and a half, but I do like Taporia and looking at him as a parlay piece. Yeah, your point the the takedown back up, takedown back up. That wearing style is going to be troubles for Damon Jackson. A lot of people, I think that line is actually pretty fair. I actually thought it would be a little closer just because people were going to put weight in Damon Jackson being able to submit Mirsar Bektik. But like you and I talked about, he was getting pieced up by Mirsar Bektik the entire fight till he landed that, what was it, a slick? It was like a rear naked choke or something like that on the ground or head and arm choke. I can't remember what it was. But when you take down a name like that, obviously the line gets a little bit closer, but you know he was getting pieced up that entire fight. If that thing went to the decision, it would have been you know, 30, 26 all the way around. Like It was just insane. Um, it was a guillotine. Is a guillotine? Okay. Um, Taporia is going to wear on you. That's a horrible, exhausting style. I also do think he's he's extremely aggressive. And to your point, the BJJ is going to cancel out. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. All right, next fight. <clears throat> Gosh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to shake this thing, man. I'm trying to. Cody Durden, Cody Durden taking on Jimmy Flick. Jimmy Flick minus one seventy. Cody Durden at plus one forty. Over under on rounds here is at one and a half. If you're betting Cody Durden, bet him in the first round. It's the only way he's winning the fight. He's got a round to get it done. Jimmy Flick is going to outlast him. I'm telling you, it's, this is this will be a who can last longer. Um, and I think Jimmy Flick gets it done, man. I really do. Minus 170. I like the kid. I think he's got potential. <laughs> Jimmy Flick's got that body style. It kind of looks like we talk about Team Alpha Male, guys. He looks kind of like Chris Holdsworth. He's kind of got that young boyish body style, but you know he's got cardio for days while Cody Durden's going to come in way bigger. So to your point – Cody Durden has one option and one option only, and that is to exhaust him in the first round and come in super aggressive. I'm going to actually sprinkle a little bit on, on Cody Durden uh, to get TKO in the first round. Outside of that, Jimmy Flick, to your point, should get this done. He's got much slicker submissions on the ground. He's way more well-rounded. 
Uh, but Cody Durden has the aggression. He's going to come in the heavier guy, and that first round looks enticing. Jimmy Flick has fought three times this year. Mm-hmm. So in everything that's going on in 2020, Jimmy Flick has somehow managed to fight three times. Obviously, we know the most recent one on Contender Series, but outside of that, uh, he's had two fights this year. So you're talking about a guy that's fought three times this year. This will be number four. Wrapping up the year strong. My man's in fight shape. He's in his groove. He's feeling himself. Again, Cody Durden's got a round. Outside of that, I think Jimmy Flick just does what he does best, man, and gets it done. Gets it done. So, um, my opinion. So, all right. Let's see here. Last. We got one more, I think. We got two more. more, This one actually hurts, pulls the heartstrings a little bit. Not at all. Jordan Levitt minus 390. (laughs) Matt Wyman plus 310. Over on rounds on two and a half. Hats off to Matt Wyman for wanting to stay creative and 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 stay in the in in the game, but he, <laughs> he's going to end up like my man behind me here. Uh, Jordan Levitt is is piecing this dude up parlay piece with him, Evliov, and um, who else am I thinking as a parlay piece here? I don't know. I'll, we'll we'll put it together though. Yeah, I'm taking Levitt minus three already. I mean, you're really going to pick Matt Wyman at plus three ten? Really? No, it's just okay. A- a guy that's got 18 fights with his name, some fighting for 15 years. It's the soft spot, man. It's I think the only soft spots on his skull from getting hit so much. Hey, you look at the resume this guy's had. Okay. Now, granted, you got to go back to 2014 to get his last win, which was against uh, what was the guy? Isaac Valley Flag. Who? Uh, Isaac Valley Flag. He's a beast, dude. Isaac Valley Flag got a. Uh, Jackson Wink, freaking bare knuckle. Le- I don't want to call him bare knuckle legend. That'd be, a, that'd be a bit much. But I, I, dude, Ike Valley Flag is a blood and guts warrior. Don't take anything away from Ike Valley Flag. Okay, for okay. real. That dude is a. That dude is a. He's a. That's a bad mamma jamma right there. Okay. Well, he's lost to Joe Selecki, Luis Pena, Dennis Seaver. Like, dude, he has losses. His whole resume is chock full of losses that are in association to names that people may know. Um, <laughs> he actually. Did he beat or he beat or lost to the biggest fucking trader in the entire UFC, Justin Buckles? I can't remember, but he did fight Justin Buckles one Boy, time. You are really, you really got. All, he beat him. He beat Justin. Oh, Buckles. he beat. Good. Okay, just another reason. Um, oh my gosh. Love it though, guys. If um, you know, you saw him on Dana White Contender Series. Guy's a unique beast. He's a really, really smart fighter. He touts himself as a guy that's read a hundred, reads a hundred books a year. He's a barefoot runner. All this bullshit, whatever. He will come in and picks his shots. He's his shots though are going to be a way more on point. He's going to be way more athletically gifted in there. Better footwork. Matt Wyman's on the decline. That's why he hasn't, you know, won a fight since twenty fourteen. The swing's pretty over and done. Yeah. Yep. All right. Featured prelim. Fat Jake Collier, I mean regular Jake Collier, um, at eleven and five. Take huh. John Vellante. Here's the problem, right? Is See, John Vellante is just as fat. I don't know. I understand what you're that. Talking here's about. the thing: is body shaming people is your deal. That's not mine. But uh-huh. I have somehow come up with this 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 idea that anytime I say Jake Collier, I have to say Fat Jake Collier, and that's just not fair. That's not fair to Jake Collier. I don't know why he went from you know welterweight all the way up to heavyweight or whatever it is he's doing along the way, middleweight to heavyweight. But that's where he's at now. That's where life has taken him. That's where his journey has brought him. He's fighting at heavyweight now, plus 160, taking on John Vellante, minus 200, over on our houses at one and a half. I will never bet on fat Jake Collier. I mean, regular Jake Collier. I will never bet on him. I'm I'm going to take John Vellante in this fight. And that pains me because I don't like betting on John Vellante either. But if you're asking me to pick a winner and a loser here, we're all losing. Um, but John Vellante will win a fight on Saturday night. 
couple things here. Um, John Volante just needs to get back down to 205. He's, um, he's married. He's got a kid, though, now. So I get that. I get well, it. That or he saw Thanksgiving and Christmas and just said, fuck it, dude. I'm not cutting. Again, because he's married and has kids now. What are you not going to have Thanksgiving with like your family? Like you're going to let the kids eat mashed potatoes, but you're not going to eat any. You're going to eat some mashed potatoes. Okay. Well, let's look at this for a second. John Volante debuted against the crotchet boss, right? Mm. And Marie Screen looked absolutely atrocious. He did not look great. No. He almost won the fight. Do you think that Maurice Green is better or worse than Tom Tom Aspinall? Wait, do I think do I think Maurice Green is better than Tom Aspinall? Yeah, I think Aspinall's better. I do too. Okay, what's the point? The point is Jake Collier lost to Tom Aspinall. So if I'm going to go and strength the schedule in association to what we're looking at, I'm going to go with the person that lost to the better person. So you're taking Jake Collier against John Volante. John Volante looked so bad. I want, I want you to say it out loud. Tell, say, use your words and tell me out loud in the English language that you're taking Jake Collier at heavyweight. I'm not. I just, I'm not. I'm taking John that's, Volante. That's what I thought. John Volante minus 200. All right, guys, listen. If you're interested in any of the lines that we're talking about, you want to take advantage of some great sign up deals, go to betonline.ag or not.ag. Just go to betonline, use code armchair, and you can take care of or take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Shout out to Stay Classy Meats. They made the interview with Calvin Cater possible. Make sure you go to Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code FIST, save 10% on your entire order. If you like our hat or my hat, you like Trey's hat, uh, you like any of the fancy duds we wear on the show, go to allegianceclothing.com. Use code PUNCH and save 10%. Allegiance Clothing is doing five days of giveaways starting today. Or if you go on their Instagram, like the post and tag two people in it, you have the opportunity to win seven shirts from their store and one of every sticker they've ever made. Uh, and they're doing a giveaway like this for the next five days. So uh, if you like giveaways and we love to give stuff away here, go to Allegiance Clothing on Instagram. Make sure you submit to the contest there and be sure to like, subscribe, share this show with anybody possible because it pays to listen to our show. Our comment section has people in it right now. I've seen your username that have won products and money, real cash money from listening and watching the show. Um, so shout out to everybody that continues to support the show. The best way to support the show is by visiting our sponsors, letting them know that you got there from us using our promo codes and taking advantage of the great things they offer. We're not just hawking garbage here. We're bringing you quality products and hopefully you you know, you take some of that away from it. Trey, you got anything else to add to the people before we wrap this thing up? I don't. Everyone like, share, sub- subscribe if you can. Punchless MMA on all social channels. Obviously, we're most active on Fight Night and Fight Day on Instagram. So please reach out to us there. Guys, share it with a friend. Literally, just shoot them a message. Be like, guys, check these guys out. Obviously, the more listeners we have, the more opportunities and the more people that we can we can chat with and uh, expand this podcast. So appreciate all the support. Punchless MMA, again, on all social channels. I'm checking the iTunes reviews real quick. All right, cool. All right, everything's up to date. We have gone two weeks now, two weeks without beer money collector, beer money being collected. So will week three be the week in which it happens? You ready? I'm ready, dude. Pirate music, put it on deck. All right, here we go. Give me one second here. Man, two weeks with no beer money. This next person is going to be able to get... You know, what, you know what's really weird though is the guy that won the beer money last week has commented on some of our posts this week. He, I just, he obviously hasn't listened to last week's episode yet. <laughs> That's not good. So well, if he <laughs> listens to this one, he's going to be really upset. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Oh boy! Here comes the pirate music. Yep. All right. Are we ready? Do it. Cool. J. Aaron Powers. J. Aaron Powers. Aaron Powers. That's it. it. All right. So if that's your iTunes or Instagram handle, reach out to us uh, and get that get that money, man. Get get that money. All right. Let me stop sharing my screen here. Perfect. All right, Trey. That's all I got, dude. I think I'm froze up for. I'm not frozen. There we go. Now we're back. Sorry. There's a lot going on on the side of the, you know, the production side. All right. Appreciate everybody that listened to the show. Appreciate everybody that supports the show. Shout out to uh, the New England Cartel, Tyson Chartier, Rob Font, and uh, Calvin Cater. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody supporting the show and checking out our sponsors. Shout out to Stay Classy Meets and Allegiance. Be good to each other. Talk to you guys on Saturday for fight night. Take care. Oh. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park